Life Lessons for the New Believer. Did you ever wonder how a person comes to know Jesus? Or what does it mean for a person to be a child of God, born again? We'll find answers to these and much more in this lesson, John 1, 12-13 on New Life by Paul Bucknell. Produced by Biblical Foundations for Freedom, www.foundationsforfreedom.net. John 1, 12-13 says, But as many as received him, Jesus, to them he gave the right to become the children of God, even to those who believe in his name, who are born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. Let's first understand this new life. First of all, we see there's the children of God. Children of God means believers are part of God's spiritual family. Here we see that God is using a sp physical analogy, something that we're all aware of, that we're all part of, a family, and helping us understand this concept of our relationship with God and what it all means by using this word children. We're children that we belong. Of course, we're children of God. God becomes our Heavenly Father. You have a child, you have a father. Jesus would refer to that in the Lord's Prayer, where he says, Our Father who art in heaven. So as God is our Father, he cares for us. We're his children. He watches over, provides, guides, protects us. And what do we learn? First of all, we see that each believer is a child of God. They don't have to wait 10 years, 5 years, a certain time. They don't have to earn so much money. They don't have to visit or evangelize so many people. They become a child of God when God's Spirit comes within them. We'll talk more about that in a minute. We're also part of a spiritual family. It's called the church. And it's such that we just live with those. We commit ourselves to those around us because we're not the only individual believer. We're part of a family, and God treats us as part of the family but also that God is our Father and He watches over us. We can trust Him for all those needs, not just physical, but also spiritual. Those are, lives are integrated because we are His. Now in verse 12 here, it also talks about how a person gains new life. We'll notice up on top it says, We received Him. On the bottom it says, Believe in His name. Well, what this is saying is describing how a person comes to know Him. This word receive is speaking about taking a guest in your home and taking care of them, providing food, place of lodging, all those matters. Anyways, you treat them great, better than everyone else. Uh, you give them the very best. And that's what we do for Jesus. We give him the very best. You see that we believe in his name. Here it uses the same notion of what we're trying to understand here. Believe, but it's talking about Jesus. It's talking about how we have faith in him and what he's done for us on the cross. And so, in this matter, when we put our faith in Jesus and in dying for us, we gain forgiveness. This is where we become to know him. So, on one hand, we're talking about receiving, treating him special, following, calling him as Lord, uh, doing what he says. On the other hand, we believe. It's a response to him and how he works in our life, that now he needs to rule our life, and that we need to follow him. It's important for us to understand that this salvation offer is open to all. And the question is, are you saved? It's, it's not limited to a certain race, age, sex, uh, nation, language, none of those. God is saving people all across the world, all the time. And he wants many, many people to believe in him and to be blessed by him. But the question is, when did you come to know him, receive and believe Jesus' name? Have you done that? Do you believe? 
in summary that we need to respond in faith to Jesus Christ. And we'll find more about that in verse 13. But it's that faith, it's that belief. Yes, I believe. That is what my life is about. Believers have a relationship with God through Jesus. It is only through Jesus, only in his name, that we have salvation. There's many great people. There's other religions, but only through Jesus' name. As we continue to look on John 1.12, we want to f- focus on this word, gave the right. You see, belief in Christ is a gift. It's a privilege that we protect. It's something he's given us, and therefore we're touched with. We can't say we deserve salvation. No, we don't deserve it. We're sinners. We deserve God's wrath. But what we find here is God gave us that right to become the children, and it shows that God wants us in his family. Often the scriptures use that phrase, adopt. He adopted us, even though we were not of his family. He brought us in his family. And this makes a big difference in our own life. God wants us close to him. He wants to take care of us as his children. Now we must also understand, though, if he gave the right for some, it does exclude others that do not have this faith. Even though many people are in this world and each is valuable because they're made in God's image, We should not confuse that with being a child of God, which many do. Being a child of God is those who receive Jesus, those who believe in Jesus. Everyone we should treat nice. Everyone we should love. Because they're made in God's image, even though that's stained. But not everyone is a child of God. They need to come into God's family. And therefore, that's our faith. That's our baptism. That's our communion. That now we are with God. So salvation is God's gift, and it brings us closer to him as we think about how he loves us, how he cared for us, how he sent Son, his son, Jesus, to die for us. Also, not everyone is a child of God, so we should invite others to be part of God's family. In verse 13, we go on and begin to focus on this word born. We're born. Now, of course, that's what we understand with children. That's how a person becomes a child because their ch- child is born. Into, uh, we have eight children. I've been there with that process. I've seen those children born. Eight of them. His birth refers to a new life with its will, passion, and desire. There's a new life there, a new in- a person, individual, and they have that desire. They were born of God, but now they're an individual with their own faith in person. But it's significant that they're born of God. And we should think of that, about this in the sense of, if, like for myself, I had a father and mother, and I have a human nature just like they did. If there's a dog, you know, the two dogs together, or two elephants together, you know what they're going to bear, bear, dogs or elephants. Well, with God, God is our father, and he works in us and gives us that divine God nature in our lives. That is the new nature that we talk about in other lessons. So the birth represents one's nature. It's God living in us. So each believer has a new life that desires things of God. When we have that new life, we can discern its presence by, oh, now I want to read God's word. Now I want to worship him. Now these words come alive to me. That new nature is nothing less than God living in us through the power of his Holy Spirit. God in us through that new nature, through the Holy Spirit. That's what it's all about. And that's how special salvation is. It's not just a religion. It's a new life. Also in verse 13, we find that um, we are born 
and how we're not born, not of blood, nor of the flesh, nor of the will of man. You notice here that John is very careful in trying to help us understand how a person becomes a believer. It is through God's divine act we're born, but not of blood. It's not just because I'm a Christian or I'm in a Christian family. It just doesn't come natural that way. I can't. Each of my children need to come to know the Lord. It's not natural. Nor is it of the flesh. It's not saying, I want to just become a believer. It's not something that we just decide we want to do one day. It is God working in us. There's a supernatural process called born again in John 3, or born from above, because it speaks of the divine nature that's happened. A new life. Before a person's born, you can't say, well, I just want that new life. No, it has to be you have to be born. An outside force needs to reckon it and bring it into being. Nor is it the will of man, such as our parents, that want to say, oh, well, we have believers, or some king says, I will have all Christians. It doesn't work that way. Uh, it's God's special work in our life. And it's from God. So our new nature is after God. And it's God's nature, God who lives in us. And that's why we have that longing to follow him. God uses a special design to create spiritual lives. It's a design. It's special. Just being a Christian family or growing up in a church will not save. It won't save you. Were you saved? Believers long for God because they are born of God. It's a God taking special act. So we can always be specially grateful for what God's done for us. Just sit back and think, God loves you. He cares for you. He brought you into his family, and he will watch over you. This is what God wants us to think by calling us his children. Now let me just welcome you to God's family and summarize some of these points we've been learning. First of all, coming to God in salvation is always and only through Jesus. There's no other Savior, no other name by which a man can be saved, only but through Jesus. He is the way, the truth, and the life. Salvation is a gift from God, not something we can earn. Definitely not through our works, not through association of being religious, not because we're good. Notice, it's from being born of God. And this is a gift. It's a right. Thirdly, a new birth is a key to spiritual growth. Now, if we have that desire to please God, when we obey, we will be strengthened in that new life. And that's a simple but very, very important principle. And lastly, we are a spiritual family. We meet with God's people. And you need to take part in your spiritual family. There's a lot of good churches around. And there's a lot, a lot of horrible churches. People that don't love God's word. Look for the church that loves God's word and loves to pray and evangelize. So let's look at this in a through illustration. We have earthly parents. They give us new life, the physical life. We're all aware of that physical body. I have a physical body right here that's speaking. But there's a new life, the Heavenly Father. And He gives a spiritual life to us. Now, both of these can coexist. But we must realize when we become a child of God, God is our Father and He, His care for us incorporates the physical and the spiritual life that he is the one that rules and takes care of us. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for calling us to be your children, children of you, our Father in heaven. Come, protect us, encourage us, shield us, 
provide all the things we need for our physical and spiritual lives. Help us to learn to trust you because you are a good and faithful God. We pray that you might help us, Lord, to be faithful to other children, Lord, not to have sibling rivalry, but to be able to care for one another. And Lord, would you please use us to bring other people into your spiritual family. Oh, help them just as you help us and giving us the right to become your children through Jesus. Thank you for Jesus. Thank you for your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. This concludes Life Lessons for the New Believer, New Life, John 1, 12-13 by Paul Bucknell, produced by Biblical Foundations for Freedom, www.foundationsforfreedom.net, releasing God's truth to a new generation.